We are the agent rainmaker community. We are a group of letting agents that have got together and said, you know what? We're not going to do it like we've always done it. We're going to do things differently. It was the most amazing experience. It was the best thing that we could have done. The little community that's been created, and it's amazing. You don't get that anywhere else. I think she's the patron saint of letting agents. Without her encouragement, I would never have done this. That is Agent Rainmaker. We see things differently. We see opportunities, not obstacles. Hello, everybody. Hello. Well, we are here with Mike Otto, the lead generator from US. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Or, well, good evening, I suppose. Yeah, it's cool. I got up very early for all of you this morning, just for you to speak to you. It's very early. He got stuck in American Russia traffic um, just for you guys. So he did. So what time is it there, Mike? Well, it's, it's uh, 8 o'clock, 10 after 8 now. 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And you've had a shower and everything. I'm impressed. Well done. That's awesome. And he's driven to work as well, just for us. Oh, so kind. How, 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 how amazed do we feel, guys, that he's done all of that just for us? That's how do you know he's had a shower, though, Sally? I, mean, well, I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I did. And it is quite a feat for me to have a shower this early. As I was sharing before we got on, usually I'm on the phone, you know, all the way through till at least 9, 930. Where I can finally and, jump in the uh, Guys, just before we came on live, Mike was just telling us that he actually has a cabin. He was actually talking for us on the summit recently, and he was talking to us from his cabin. So we all had cabin envy. Rather than cabin fever, we had cabin envy. We had cabin envy because he's actually got a cabin in, and I've just learned, I've just put all the dots together and just realized I've seen Mike so many times with this cabin in, in Missouri, and then... I've been watching this TV program, which you may have seen, called The Ozarks. Well, I just thought, what a weird name for a program. But anyway, apparently, The Ozarks is a place, and that is where Mike's cabin is, in The Ozarks. So much because I was like, oh, my God. Guys, she is so excited. I I actually feel like I know The Ozarks inside out to watch this, like, free series of this program. And you've actually got a cabin there. And how cool is that? That's just amazing. It is, it is. And are they all crazy? Yeah, it's a neat place. It's a neat place for sure. It was a secret, but not any longer. So, no. uh, yeah. And what, is, there a, is there a story behind the name, the Ozarks? You know, I don't. Um, I think it's the uh, Ozark uh, uh, Mountain region, um, and it's uh, 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 stretches from you know Missouri to Arkansas, and I think that's where. But it's funny because I actually live in Ozark, Missouri, which is about two hours uh, south okay. from there. So it's actually so, a place as well. Yeah, so there's Lake of the Ozarks. My lake house is in Lake Ozark, which is a city. And then I live in a little, like, uh, bedroom community called Ozark. So Wow. wow. You like the Ozarks, then. A lot of Ozarks. Yeah. yeah. And there's me thinking it was some sort of Russian weird name they've called the program. That's just amazing. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that, Mike, but it's no, no. absolutely fascinating. I was so proud of myself for actually joining the doctor. He hasn't been out much, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> been a long lockdown. This is... I haven't been anywhere for weeks. And it's nearly uh-huh. three months, which is even really scary. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Don Conroy says, hi, Mike, and says, after- good morning, Mike, and afternoon, everybody else. Absolutely. Uh, we're going live on our page day on the Sally Lawson page. And Kate does this wonderful thing where she just makes it go live everywhere. So we won't be able to see who's watching or how many are watching, but there'll be people watching you from all over the place. So we're in about multiple groups and multiple pages and all sorts of things going on at the moment. And I can't see the comments. So we have to rely on Kate because for some reason I can only see some of the comments. So I don't know what that is, but it just seems to be a thing. Anyway, to look into this further. Every single live we do, Mike, it's the same thing. But that's why I have to have you here because yes. then you can look after me so make sure that I see the comments and I don't get lost or confused or start talking about weird stuff all the time. Anyway, so I'm so glad you're here, Kate. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Guys watching, we have Mike Otto here. Now, I am so honored to have Mike on here. I've known Mike a while because we met over in America. We were over there doing some training and coaching and stuff. And he said, what do you do? And he says, well, I run the market maker here in America. And I said, oh, I run agent maker in the UK. And we actually looked at each other's groups. It's like, my God, it's almost identical. We both do the same thing. It's pretty and uncanny. They're yeah. very similar. And then we dug deeper and found out that Mike actually runs one of the top 500 companies in America that are privately owned all about generating leads for real estate. So I'm like, we need to know more. And our agent rainmakers need to hear from you. So this is why we're here having this conversation with Mike. He is the guy all about generating leads in the US for real estate agents. And what do we need, Kate? Well, we need more leads, don't more we? Leads. We all need leads. We all need more leads. So what an opportunity to get Mike here to come and talk to us, which is absolutely awesome. So thank you so much, Mike, for making that effort this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. My, my pleasure. You know, I, what What you'd asked me earlier, you're like, hey, what What, what do you think uh, uh, you'd want to go over? What I, what I think I want to share really is it, uh, would be the, the, the metrics and the numbers that people need to track when it comes to leads. Leads, okay. what I found, have, have almost a placebo-like effect for, for agents, um, over here at least. If they see them coming in, you know, they feel good. They feel okay, but they don't really know, is it making me money? Is it not making me money? Uh, you know, if so, how much money, when does it make me money? And so, you know, that, that, that's probably the direction I'd like to take this thing, if you don't mind. The stage Absolutely. is perfect. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. So, so and in fact, I'm going to give a, 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 a talk about this to my group tomorrow. <laughs> it's like a like, dress rehearsal then today. You are I'll welcome. better on this one than I will on mine, because that's <laughs> usually just how it works out. So, so when I first started, I, I, I um, I didn't know what to track, Sally. I had no idea. So, so what I would track would be uh, um, just the, the the showings. How many showings did it take me to get to a closed deal? Which was just something I made up. <laughs> I was like, well, I know I got to have showings. I got to have you know uh, a certain amount of up to bats in order to get a sell. What 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 does that number look like? And what I found was um, while that number was 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 interesting, it really didn't help me guide my business in any way like I would have thought or hoped. And uh, with the lead side of the business, for me, at least over here, what I find is that most most agents don't run their uh, business like a business. They run it more like a job. And the problem with that is they don't take the time to understand uh, leading and lagging indicators as far as if they're going to do well or if they're not. And I would assume for, for, for your group, it'd be pretty similar. There's this roller coaster of you know, up and down uh, as far as the business is, is concerned. And what I've found is that that is completely predictable. And you can even remove that bottleneck if you track the right information and right numbers. Is this something that's that's helpful? Am I going down a, a decent no, path? Yeah, you're actually right. I think the, the up and the down seems to come from they, they market, 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 and get those leads in. And then they want to rent or sell those properties. And then, of course, it drops down and it's like, oh, we run out of properties. And then it might come back and it just is this yo-yo. I think it's the feel-good factor you say as well, because everyone's like, yeah, loads of leads. But actually the lead isn't doesn't give you anything. Like, like you know, the lead, unless you do something properly with it, is is worthless. So, right. yeah, the feel-good factor is actually in the wrong place for a lot of people if you track like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, in fact, I could probably create a, just a business model around just only providing leads. <laughs> yeah. that they never look at never call and, and yeah, exactly. unfortunately for me like I, I i wouldn't feel good about that and so we want to make sure that 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 uh, they know what to do with them that they're trained properly as far as uh, uh converting them and so that that would be the first metric 
uh, second to obviously the cost per lead, right? So the number of leads divided by the amount of money that you spend would be the CPL is what we call it, the cost per lead, as I'm sure you know, uh, um, in different businesses that you're in. Um, but from there, the, the conversion rate is, is what most people track. So I got this amount of leads and I got this amount of deals from these leads, which is a fine metric to track. But if you want to sleep better at night or feel better about cranking up the gas as far as uh, the amount of money that you spend, one of the things that, that, that agents should be tracking uh, is what we call the cash conversion cycle. And that's very important because if you spend, for me, uh, in my real estate business, as a young man, I was spending $20,000 a month. The problem with that in marketing, just marketing, the problem with that was um, I didn't have anybody I could go borrow $20,000 from if, if I messed up, you know what I mean? And, and especially uh, being very young, it was very scary to me to, to have that kind of capital outlay. And so what a cash conversion cycle looks at is when you spend a dollar, how long until that dollar comes back and hopefully brings friends with it, which would be a return on investment, right? And so uh, a cash conversion cycle is, is, is basically from the day that you got the lead or the day that you spend the money, the, the incubation period until that turns into a return. And, um, you know, over here, what I track it for mostly is market maker. So when I spend money to go get myself a customer, how long until that customer comes back? And it's the sales cycle essentially is what we're tracking. So when they come on our list, to when they actually give us some money and become a customer. But it's the exact same thing that we suggest uh, uh, our agents do as well. And they look at that and they have an idea and an understanding because if you're thinking you're gonna spend a buck today and get it back tomorrow, that's not gonna give you very good uh, guidance as far as how to invest, when to invest, how long to invest. And I think that that's probably the place that most of uh, uh, the people who fall short on uh, for, for, for us uh, miss because they, they have this inaccurate understanding of, the time frame as far as the sales cycle is concerned, and they're not tracking that cash conversion cycle. And that's, that's, that's what it amounts to. So, right. so when you're saying, um, just for clarity for people here watching, uh, when you say money that you spend, are you talking about on perhaps adverts in the newspaper? Are you talking about Facebook ads? Are you talking about pay-per-click? Are you talking about Google ads, YouTube ads, all of the above? All of them, all of them. Every single, every single dollar that, that, that you spend in marketing, um, you should track and you should have very clear metrics on um, where, where, what that is providing for you. And so over here, we have a lot of branded advertising, obviously, you know, where it's the agent's face and their name and things of that nature. Branded advertising should always at minimum break even. So there should never be, you know, and this is, these are my opinions. There's a lot of ways to do this. So, you know, there's other ways, but, and they work, but, but, but for me, whenever I would run a branded ad with my face on it, for example, I would have a direct response component to it and I would have a separate little tracking mechanism. So maybe a different domain name, for example, um, that, 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 that I knew for sure. So like in the yellow pages, um, I had a customer actually who was a yellow page. He owned the, the, the telephone book. And he really wanted me to have, you know, this full page ad. And I said, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll take it, but I'm going to track it. And if it doesn't at least break even next year, I'm not going to buy another one. And he had bought a couple of multi-million dollar houses from me. So I was obligated, right? And these full page ads are very expensive. At least they were. Uh, but what I found was um, I, I didn't even break even. Why <laughs> yellow pages is gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 the irony was... Um, I had several agents copy me the next year. So he sold multiple uh, uh, full page ads uh, because of my ad being in there. Uh, but it, 
didn't make me enough money to even justify its existence. And so, you know, uh, um, as far as branded advertising is concerned or in, in newspapers, things of that nature, I, I feel like at a minimum, they have to break even. Otherwise, you have to cut them. And looking at these things, for me, at least on a monthly basis is very important. If you can dial it into a weekly basis, it's even better. So, so what you're recommending then is to to spend your ads, uh, your ad spend in different places, but make sure that you've got a tracking mechanism for every single ad spend that you have. Excuse me, my dog. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that's happening because I'm at my office and people are going to start to come in. Now I, I got the door closed, but I don't know what kind of noise level that's going to that's going to bring. The rules have all changed now. We've all been in lockdown. We're used to it. Kids and pets and everything appear at any moment, so don't worry. It got to the point in some of our office meetings, I would be jumping in the shower and I they could see my shoulders. I just didn't care anymore. I'm like, hey, what's, what's up? Oh, she's gone. It's all gone wrong. So, uh, Mike, you say about obviously having the tracking um, for of every single penny and every single lead. I think that's great. What What are the kind of numbers that people need to be on? How, how do you track? Because I know that's a question we get asked all the time is how do you track these specifics and these, these numbers? So let's say, for example, you're going to what we would call an offline to online uh, uh, strategy. So it's something that you have in a newspaper, for example. So in a newspaper advertisement over here, I might, I might advertise a free list of homes, right? And at the end of that free list of homes, um, I would have a call to action, which would be to drive them to a website, which would be a domain name. And the way I've always tracked this is through what's called a domain name redirect. So I, in my market, like I had all these domain names, right? And people just assume that, I had all these different websites. They weren't websites. They were just URLs that I paid 10 bucks for, right? And so I would, I would take that specific domain and let's say it was a, a geographically specific, like the name of a neighborhood, right? So portachimaproperties.com, for example. Um, free list of the top 10 homes in Portachima, best deals by square foot, go to portachimaproperties.com. And that domain name redirect, because it was a specific URL that they had to type in and what we call direct navigate to that website was able to be tracked. So I would know how many people went there. I would know how many people filled out the form to request the free list of homes, which would then give me, when I divided that by the cost of the advertisement, my cost per lead. And after that, I would know if any of those people bought homes, right? What my return on investment was, which was an imperfect way to do it. Uh, but for me, and, and I'm not like a, a, a super SNC personality type where I have a lot of uh, uh, ability to, you know, really sharpen the pencil and crank down uh, on the math. I have people that, that, that are better at that, but uh, uh, I would know on average, if I just had at least this amount of leads come in from these same sources every month, I would have X amount of business. And that again is an imperfect way, but at least you're starting with something, you're tracking something, right? The amount of leads that come in, um, the other thing that's important as far as the tracking is concerned with a strategy like that is, you know, uh, if they're, uh, uh, let's say, for example, it's a print form of media, maybe their distribution gets tightened up, right? So like through Corona, for example, maybe they're cutting a little bit of cost and they're not distributing that, 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 that paper uh, like they were before as far as the amount of uh, uh, people that they hit or even just, just the geographic like area, maybe they've tightened down. You, you, you'll know because your cost per lead will increase. Mm -hmm. And so what I would always do is just look at that. And anytime I had something starting to wane, I would take that money and I would then uh, allocate it towards testing something else because that would be, you know, my luxury budget to test. And uh, it also gives you a really solid lever in negotiating with people who sell advertising like, hey, yeah, I'll try your thing out, you know, give me a deal. 
Do you find that a lot of um, real estate agents in America do do this, or do you find that you're having to educate them a lot on this? Is this an, is this something that they're all doing, or something that you're really trying to educate them on? Um, the 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 top agents, like the the mega teams, are what we call them. Uh, a, a great deal of them do it and have done it for years. Uh, what I'm finding is that, pardon me, um, there's a lot of um, there's a, there's a lot more businesses that provide leads now. So what a lot of agents are doing is just kind of trying to throw money at the problem instead of learn and, and, and educate themselves to be business owners. Right. And so uh, I think that there's less of it now than there used to be, but I, I, I would, I would tell you if you were to go into any, you know, top uh, uh, city in the U S and find the number one team uh, they are very sophisticated in tracking their marketing they know how many leads they need every single month. They know what their conversion rate is going to be. They're going to track what's called the cost per appointment, right? As well as what we call the CAC, which is the customer acquisition cost. So if you spend $1,000, and I'll just run some simple math, $1,000, and you get 100 leads, that's the average cost of $10 per lead, and you sell one home from those 100 leads, which would be a 1% conversion rate of 100 leads, your customer acquisition cost was the cost of that ad, which would be $1,000. Now, if your average uh, commission is seven or $8,000, that's an eight times ROI, I would continue to run that ad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Do you think that the people have stopped doing so much tracking? Because you say it's a lot less than it used to be because of now there's a lot less, as you say, physical advertising. So, you know, paper advertising to now being online, whereas people struggle with how to track that as like as much as they would do like a newspaper. Because I don't know about over there, obviously you do a lot more, but newspaper advertising for the property industry is pretty much redundant now. I mean, I, maybe it will take a surge back, but I, I, we don't really advertise in papers. Over 2009, here. that really ended, didn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say it's the same here. The irony is it's easier to track online. It's easier to track digitally. Um, I think that, I think that what, um, what I've experienced is when somebody used to buy a, a print ad, right. In some form of print media, like maybe a real estate magazine, for example, we had a lot of those over here. Um, they would not be as apt to track because they got something physical. So they feel like they gave their money and they got something, you know, mm. out of it. They can look at it. They can see it. Um, for the most part, those are still, if they're, if they're ran, uh, uh, ran to, you know, um, satisfy a, a, a homeowner, like, look, here's what we're doing, you know, to market your property. Um, here's something physical, you know? Uh, but, but, but I, I think that um, on the digital side, because there isn't anything physical, people see a different level of value in it. And I would, I, I would argue in my experience that it's less. So like real estate agents see less value in the digital uh, uh, realm as far as marketing. And the main reason why is because they don't understand these numbers. And so, um, you know, if they have some extra money, they'll do some marketing. But if they don't, they won't, right? And if they're looking constantly at these numbers for their business and they understand their conversion rate, they understand the cash conversion cycle. They understand even the, the, the customer acquisition cost. They won't have these ups and downs. We call them the commission roller coaster, right? Because, because they'll know and they'll see it coming a mile away. Like, oh man, my lead flow has dropped off tremendously, 
right? I'm going to have a bum, you know, month, two months down the line from now, because the average uh, cash conversion cycle for me is two months. When I get a lead, it takes me two months to actually turn, you know, that into a customer, right? And, and, and you can see it coming. <laughs> you can see it coming a great deal away if you track these things. And then you can, you can, you can adjust to avoid them, which is really nice. I've got a question. So the top real estate agents in the, in, in any city you just mentioned, the, the top, mm-hmm. how much time would you say they spend on marketing or maybe that's easy to do is fine as a, a budget or a cost or how many staff percentage would be focused on marketing how much of a thing would you say they're they're, they're focusing on marketing in those top top companies you know i i, I think because um there's a lot of different personality types as far as business owners are concerned um some of them some of them um might not be as aware of the amount of time that they spend. They just think, you know, it's, it's them doing their job or they might have somebody in their organization that they kind of shove it to now. Uh, but in order to get to the top, um, you know, if you think about it, we're, as far as real estate is concerned, it's not, it's not like we actually have to go buy goods, warehouse those goods in order to sell those goods at a profit, right? So like the main thing that we do is marketing. And I think as agents, uh, a lot of times we don't realize what business we're in. We're in the business of marketing. And, 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 and I know that's not like a direct answer, um, but for the agents that I know, their entire life is wrapped up in uh, lead generation, lead conversion. Uh, um, and, and, and as they progress over here, the next level of marketing is to attract more agents into their company so that they can multiply themselves through those agents um, and really have a business that, that, that works harder than they do. You know, I'm going to pick up on that point because I think that's a really, really good point. You see, you're spot on. When I was first, I've been in agency 30 years now, and it was all about we used to get properties on and then we'd market those properties. And our job was marketing. We'd make sure we were in every medium, yellow pages, yell.com, scoot on in the paper, in the magazines, leaflets, flyers, every networking event. We were just everywhere you could possibly be. And for us here in the UK, what happened around 2008, 2009 is we got portals. So you write moves and Zoopla's the big portals where we all list our properties. Okay. And slowly what happened is estate agents really just lost control of marketing their properties and gave it to the portals for which they now pay a very hefty sum uh, to to market to these portals. And it does feel like as an industry, we've forgotten how to market. I'll give you some stats. I, I run a lot of courses and, and I always say, you know, how many of you actually have a budget and actually either have a member of staff or somebody or a time allocated to marketing your business? You'll be shocked at this. 95% say no. They don't do any I'm, marketing. I'm not shocked. It's because it's, <laughs> okay. it, it, it's a thing in America as well. <laughs> like I said, it's a difference. You know, I, I don't know what the requirements are over there to get licensed, but they're not very high. Here. No, we don't. We don't. We don't have any. Fair enough. So, so, so most people come into this thing. They'll see somebody. They'll see like an old version of me. You know, in my twenties, driving a fancy car, and they're like, "That guy's making all that money. He's he doesn't look like much. I can do this business." They get into it, and and what they think is it's they 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 have an employment mentality. Like I've got a license and I've hung it at a brokerage, so I've been hired somewhere and now I have a job. Um, I I don't know if it's the same over there. I would assume it is, but over here it's entirely commission based, so there is no job. You get what you make, and that is in direct proportion to the value that you bring to the marketplace, right? And so uh, uh, the value, arguably, in my opinion, is is um, for us as agents, our ability to market. <laughs> 
you're absolutely spot on. We are marketing organizations. Our job is to take a house, a property, and then to market it for sale or for rental. Like that is our job. And yet most agents, most agents do not actively market the properties. They go on the portals and that's it. Now I'm I'm really saying to people, let's let's pull that back, let's get it back because actually we've given away control to people that now want to charge us a lot of money. And it's like, really, and actually I went over to Denmark. I don't know if you've ever been to Denmark. That's probably a long way for you. But um, over in Denmark, they don't have portals over there. They still actively market all of their properties themselves. They totally control it. And the difference is phenomenal. They've come up with all these new ways, tech ways, different ways of marketing their properties. Whereas here in, in this country, it's like, all that stopped. There was no development because we just put it on the portals. And to use your terms, we just outsourced it. We just put it on the portals and we just left it there and that's it. Yeah. But marketing is so much more than just marketing the property. We also have to market ourselves. And in 2009, when our industry stopped advertising in the newspaper, it doesn't appear the 95% have actually replaced that with anything. And sure. so there's no marketing of themselves. The properties are now on these portals. And as you say, and you said earlier, and which is the question I want to pick up with you on, you said there's a resistance to learn how to market. They just want to throw money at it. There's right. a resistance to learn. And we're finding the same thing. There's a resistance to learn how to build leads and market your business, whatever. They just want to pay someone, which yeah. which is not right with his business. Even if you do pay someone, which is fine if you do, you need to manage the process because you need to understand what you're paying for and what you're going to get back and track it. Well, that resistance. So how do you battle with that? How do you find that? Well, you know, I mean, you and I have had conversations about this, uh, 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 you know, in, in, in different settings. Um, I, I don't know that, that, that I really can. Here, here's the thing. Um, what we do is we just try to do more for them in order to make it even easier, right? Um, you know, at one time I, I had a big problem in our business that the agents wouldn't call the leads. And you and I were discussing that, I think at Ruth's Chris and, and, uh, you know, the epiphany that I had was, well, I guess we'll just start calling them for them and turn them into appointments. You know? <laughs> and so that's what we do now. Uh, but the problem is just exactly as you said, in order to, to, to really delegate something effectively, you have to master it first and understand it. And the challenge with portals, we have portals over here too. And let me tell you, you can beat portals on a local level very easily. Uh, uh, if just, just the slightest bit of uh, uh, savvy as far as marketing is concerned. Um, you know, oh, I lost track my train of thought there where was i going beating the portals locally don't don't stop there please oh yeah well it's it, it, it's <laughs> it, it's uh uh like i said it's very easy because real estate is local um i know what i was going to say the portals would like nothing more than to just really dominate and almost get rid of the real estate agent if they could get rid of the uh, over here if they could get rid of the real estate agent they would um in a heartbeat um, and they would just own real estate in the mind of the consumer the challenge is changing the consumer's behavior which takes generations. I read a book um, called The Culture Code, and uh, they were talking about Nestle selling coffee. I believe it was in Japan. And one of the things that they did was, they, and this was decades ago, they sent a psychologist over there to uh, um, uh, try to understand the first interaction with coffee that children had. And so here in the U.S., you smell coffee on like a Sunday morning while mom's making bacon and breakfast. There are all these good, you know, wholesome thoughts attached to coffee. Well, they didn't have that over there. So what they had to do is start selling uh, 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 coffee flavored candy to the kids. And over, uh, I think about a 50 year period, uh, going from zero coffee that they could sell in Japan because it was all tea. Uh, they sell, and I forget, it was a staggering amount, just tons and tons of coffee now. 
So it takes time to change, you know, generational uh, uh, consumer behavior. And if we continue to allow these portals to have all of this power over us, they will figure this out and they will change consumer behavior. And, you know, in the U.S., uh, 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 real estate agents, the industry in general has been around as it is for uh, several hundred years, 200 years now. And, and I personally don't want to see that go away. There's a lot of deals that I was able to put together that, I, you know, it's almost like climbing Mount Everest. You got to have a Sherpa, you know. And so for a lot of my customers, they wouldn't have bought that home. They wouldn't have had that asset. They wouldn't have been able to, to, to get a hedge against inflation, for example, have something to leave their kids if I wasn't a part of that process. So I feel like it's a very important process, right? It's a very important industry. Uh, but as far as beating the portals, there's a lot of ways to, to, to do that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, more of a, a shotgun approach across a lot of markets, uh, where if you take a more rifled approach, uh, direct to the consumer, for example, like I was saying, with, with just a list of homes and, for example, a sought after neighborhood that's a hot neighborhood and offering that list of homes and bring that to the forefront of, of, of the ad itself, uh, you'll be able to uh, attract more people than the portal uh, ever could as far as your marketing is concerned. Um, having good landing pages, you know, you can beat them with better landing pages, higher converting landing pages. I haven't studied the portals over there, but over here, they don't actually ask you to opt in until you find a property that you're interested in. Is that how they work there? Same. Yeah, same. Yeah. So we always ask them to opt in right away. <laughs> if you have a good enough uh, uh, a hook, right, or lead magnet, uh, um, in other words, if you've positioned the, the, the cheese on the other side of the thing properly, they don't mind filling out their name, email, and phone number, you know? And so now you have that, you have that lead. The danger with getting them at the end when they're interested in a property is uh, um, at that time, they're all the way down at the end of their buying process. And so they see us as agents as commodities, like just the people who open the door. Right. And, and the problem with that is uh, it, for me, I go to whatever gas station is closest to the side of the street that I'm on. Right. I don't differentiate between gas stations based on the gas. And if you don't decommoditize yourself early in the process and create a relationship with that prospect, well, then your value goes down and diminishes tremendously. And the, and the danger with, with portals is the fact that they can just keep cranking up the price. The more uh, uh, dependent we are on them, the more they got us. What's happening in the U.S.? Are, are the portals increasing the prices? Phenomenally. In fact, they have over here went from, um, you know, a cost per lead model which they don't call it that they call it uh, a cost per impression, you know, and it's, 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 it's really just a fancier way of justifying the fee, which is really high to a referral based model. So a lot of them in, in agents who are highly dependent on uh, portals, you know, some of my friends spend 10,000 a month on uh, uh, for example, realtor.com or Zillow, uh, which are the two main portals here. Um, they said, Hey, we can't, we're not going to take your money anymore. Now you have to give us a percentage. And that is way higher. And it's at least 25%. Hmm? Of the sale fees? Yeah, at least 25%. Yeah. 25%? Some of them are 30, some of them are 35. And you can't do anything other than that now. They're not going to take your money to advertise on their portal. They're not going to take your money for the lead. Wow. God, God. I think what you're saying about the um, the, the the targeting of the, the is spot on because what's happened here is, is that agents have now 
decided that okay we we've had enough this this kind of a revolution starting here where people are saying we we're right this is enough they know that they they could probably do it themselves again and they know they could but what's happening is they're replicating what the portals are doing themselves so they're just literally putting up property details on facebook or youtube or whatever and it's like you said there's no actual data capture until you get through to applications so they're they're saying we can do this without you fine but then they're doing exactly the same thing and it's not working so it's like you say you need to get something into hook to get the data because that property might not be for them but at least some another one might be so yeah the, 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 the challenge with that and trying to do it that way and that's really interesting because we we did the same thing over here so yeah. we came out with idx it's called the internet data exchange everybody threw that on their website and you know um i mean i started before having a website was even fashionable right like that wasn't even a thing it was like yep, you know sure. brokerage maybe had one of those so then when, when that kind of little revolution happened all these agents got sites then the idx thing happened the problem with that is the reason why the portals are able to do what they do is because they have economies of scale they have so many people looking so you know what in in essentially their their nurture process we would call it like from the time that the person first starts on the portal and looking to the time that they actually request information about a property is just that like that's that's it right there's nothing else really nurturing them along through the process in order to do that you have to have a tremendous amount of eyeballs for it to make you any money so if you're trying to do that as an agent mm -hmm. i would argue you're going to fail it's not going to work nobody's going to actually come to you and say hey i saw this house on your website i'd like to make an offer or you know i saw this property i'd like to to, to come look at it to lease it that's not that's the exception that's very rare um, what you have to have is, is, is um, well, and Sally, you know this just as well as I do. You got to have a good landing page. You got to have a form that they fill out and you got to have uh, uh, a funnel. <laughs> you got to have a dang funnel. Yeah. You got to have a story offer. Hook story hook offer. offer. But you don't even have to have a story. You just got to have a hook <laughs> and an offer, you know, because in real so estate. The word funnel over here. They're just getting used to it, Mike. It's like, oh, what are those funnel things? They're a bit scary. We're getting them there, Mike. We're getting them. We're working there. on it. We're working. We've actually built a tenant application funnel so you can put your property on a page and actually apply for it before you even see it. So that's fantastic. That's what you're talking about. But I know it is, it is challenging changing that mindset of not only the consumer but also the the estate agents as well it's well you know you you have to adapt with the times and over here anyway real estate is very slow to 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 adopt especially technology you know it's an innovative industry but uh slow to adopt and, and, and you know um i think that a lot of that centers around uh, uh ego at least in my experience and it's like well you know i don't want my reputation i don't want my brand i don't want my this i don't want my that uh, to be tarnished in this way. But the truth is, if you're not generating leads, you don't have really a brand. You know what I mean? There's not really a, a, a reputation that you, you have to go create that. And it has to be purposeful. Um, you know, if I were easily discouraged, my father, when I was young, and I first started putting these types of uh, uh, advertisements out, he said, I hate your website. I hate having to fill out a form. And I, you know what I told him? I said, well, you're not my customer, dad. <laughs> I said, I, yeah, out of every hundred people that go to my website, only 10 of them fill out the form. Those are the people I want to focus on, not the 90 that, that don't. And, you know, I got so good at those 10, right, that those 10 became 100 and those 100 became 500, you know, every month. 
and that's and just where that how many people you spend your time talking to and booking appointments for that then don't show up or you then go and do 10 viewings and only one of them is really interesting if you can cut some of that out in the pre-roll and actually get people opting in earlier in and making a little bit of commitment beforehand you're going to kick away like get rid of a lot of the tire kickers and the waste of timers and stuff like that it's going to make life a lot easier isn't it yeah i i i call it uh uh well a couple things one is winning before you begin but but when I was doing it every day, I would say, just get the failure with over over with quickly. Like, let's just get it over with. Oh, you're not really interested. Oh, you're salesperson. I mean, guys watching, wherever you're watching, Kate can see the comments. I can't. But if you have any questions for Mike, please just let us know any questions you may have. I mean, Mike has generated, he, he did a snapshot two years ago. At that point, he generated over 10 million leads for what we call estate agents over in America. Um, we don't know what the figure is now. I tried to get out. Oh. He, he doesn't yeah, I, I, I can ask the dev team and find out, but that, <laughs> I mean, like 10 million, that's 10 good million enough. Pretty cool to be fair. I think that's more than yeah. anybody here listening. So I think that was pretty awesome. So we've got to take, you know, got to take umbrage really. I mean, if you say, you know, just top three things for success on generating leads, what would you say they are? Top tips, three top tips. Uh, three three top, tips. top tips for generating leads. Um, number one, it's not about you. Um, it's about them. Um, and so, you know, you have to think through what they want, um, not what it is you want. They don't care about you yet, right? That will come as you build a relationship. Um, and so the advertising, as far as uh, the number one tip is make it about them and what they want their desire. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I, I think second is, is always be testing, you know, um, just, just, it's never going to be sometimes good enough is good enough. But, but if, if you really want to strive for excellence, you need to constantly test uh, different forms of media, different ads, um, which means that you need to continually learn. Um, as soon as you stop learning, that's, that's it. You're right there and you're probably not going to grow much higher. I found that out the hard way. Um, and, and, and then uh, I think the, the third thing would be, you know, um, it, it, it's a tie either between uh, uh, um, having the courage to fail, uh, uh, but also good tracking. Like I was going down that path. I think that, I think that, uh, you know, they're probably one and the same. So, so there we had it. it's not just remember, it's not about you. Um, test everything and track everything and finally have the courage to fail. I think that last one's a big one, actually. Yeah. I think a lot of people are actually scared to fail. I think with marketing, you, you're going to fail, aren't you? You're going to try stuff and it doesn't work and you've got to try something else. I think they're great top tips there, Kate. As long as, as long as your team doesn't give up on you in the process, <laughs> because I've had them get close, like, this is not working. We spent all this time. Well, I'm sorry. Let's go on to another one. <laughs> so I have a question, and it links in with that, that fear of failure, because I think um, people get the misconception that because they're digital leads, they're not going to need any physical person interaction sort of thing so it's obviously this fear of failure comes in when you then get a lead and you then you know the person or the people in your office are responsible for doing whatever needs to be done with them closing an appointment or even taking them on that nurture journey so what advice would you have for handling those leads that come through and and obviously they're going to be different ways of handling different leads I presume well that's an excellent question I I, I would begin by saying um, you know, if someone were to call your business, someone were to call your office, um, and you happen to not be there, but they were asking a specific question and you know that they're going to be business for you, you would call them back, right? I would hope like that's yeah. the business we're in. Right. And so I don't think that you should differentiate between how they come in, whether it's an email, 
whether it's a text message, whether it's a form they fill out on the internet. Um, and that attitude is how I approached every lead um, when I would call to convert them. I would say, hey, Mike Otto here, you reached out to me, uh, um, reached out to my office, just getting back with you. I understand you're looking to, you know, uh, uh, make a purchase or what have you, right? Um, and, and, and the main goal for me was to establish two things, just their motivation and their timing. And, and then I'd have a game plan on how to move forward from there. Uh, but I think that that is uh, something that we struggle with, especially over here. You know, the average age, and this is an old stat, so it could be mistaken now, but is according to the National Association of Realtors in the U.S. of agents it was about 55. And so, you know, um, as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm not that age, uh, but I, could, I started at a time when having a website wasn't really a necessity at all. Um, it wasn't even fashionable. And so, um, you know, Im Im imagine, you know, their perspective. Um, um, you know, having an email, for example, like, ah, it's digital, like, uh, maybe I'll get back to them or having a form filled out. There's no difference between somebody filling out a form and, 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 and sending you an email, you know? Um, and so I think that that's the paradigm shift that, that, that I would want to offer, um, as far as converting a lead that you get digitally, there's, they're, they're people, they're people, they're human beings and they have a goal and they're asking for your help. It's interesting that at the beginning of the interview, you said that, um, you, you provide, I mean, your job, your business is providing leads for real estate agents. And that's what you do. And you were providing all these leads, but then they weren't phoning them and they weren't converting them. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because that that is the next stage problem. We've had quite a few agents now build funnels and then they've got all these leads coming in. Just, I just can't phone them, Sally. It's like, well, what do you want to do then? It, it does seem to be the next stage of the problem, doesn't it? It's, or they're not phoning them effectively. That's another thing. Or, or they've passed it to the junior and the junior can't yeah. convert them or what it, 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 it is an issue dealing with the leads that come through, isn't it? It, it definitely is the next stage of thing after you've got the, the leads coming through. Definitely is. And, and, you know, I mean, it would be much easier for me if I, I, I didn't care, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I had like uh, it, 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 when you sell a, a, over here, we got a lot of exercise equipment, you know, like infomercials and things of that nature. When you sell a total gym, for example, which is one of those, um, they sold them so that they would collapse and slide under the bed because they knew nobody would use it. And they're like, well, if it's out of sight, they'll continue to make payments. Um, you know, if I had a product like that, it would be way easier. My life would be way easier. But unfortunately, I got to make sure that they use the thing. I got to make sure that they get results. And I got to make sure that they make money uh, because our business is subscription based. If they don't, they won't stay paying the subscription. And uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, an interesting challenge for sure. But what I found, what I've, what I've, what I've found over the years is the people who are, uh, just, just naturally, you know, going to win, um, in business, uh, they have a very open coachable mindset. They're very, uh, uh curious and, um, they're going to figure it out. So, you know, all they need is the right information and, and they kind of self-select in that way, you know, the winners and the, and the, and the people who are like maybe in the shallows, you know, uh, uh, not living up to their full potential. And sometimes those people get something that happens and kicks them in the butt. They're like, Hey, I'm sick of losing, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> so how's, how's the, the industry been over there during Corona? Has it been hit hard as property sales died as, as any, how, what's the change been in the last few weeks? Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't looked at uh, specific stats um, that I, well, I have, but I can't recall them. So I don't like to be inaccurate. Um, what happened based on my perception was uh, pretty much a hard pause, um, which, which what you do today in real estate gives you your check next month. 
literally. And so we had all these closings that were still continuing to occur. Uh, not a lot of cancellations of contracts, which is good. Um, but then, um, you know, everybody was locked down. So no showings, no viewings, no, 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 no new uh, inventory coming on the market. Um, so it was, it was just a, a hard, you know, uh, downward trend. Uh, right now, uh, it does appear that we're coming out of that very strong. Um, you know, the, the, the mortgage applications are high, very high. Uh, all of the, 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 the people that I talk to, different agents in, in, in different markets, big markets, you know, really successful agents, uh, they're, they're, they're telling me that their market is picking back up on fire and uh, becoming back to what was a seller's market, uh, which means that there's more buyers than there are inventory. And so, uh, you know, I think um, barring something else unforeseen, you know, now we have these riots over here, you know, we're like, what yeah, is going on? Here, now it's spread over here as well. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Seriously? Yeah. There yeah, were rioting in, in Birmingham today in, in, you know, in honor of, yeah, everyone's gone mad. Crazy. Oh, I don't feel like, you know, it's an embarrassing thing. It's an embarrassing thing for, for me, for our country. I'm like, what, what, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. So now we have that. So who knows what's next? You know, I mean, as long as, as long as these, these, these 2020 starts to normalize a little bit, I think that we're going to come out and it, and it will be just a complete V-shaped recovery for the real estate industry. Um, as far as residential, um, the, the, the rest, I don't know. Interesting, isn't it? I, 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 I do want to share real quickly, uh, our cost per lead for our customers has gone down tremendously because of Corona. And so it's a huge opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to get more for less. And I, I would venture to guess it might be similar, you know, for someone who's on the fence about doing something. Facebook ads really went down as well, didn't it? So yeah, they did. Yeah. Quite interesting. They, they didn't for me at oh, first. Cool. Uh, no, they went up and I, I was so disappointed because everybody else is like, oh, our Facebook ads are, are lower, our costs are lower. And I, mine just kept climbing, you know, as far as marketing my business. Uh, but then, then the customers that we had, of course, there's, there's went down to like a couple bucks cost per lead. It's just crazy. It's awesome. Brilliant. So yeah. would you be able for, to, if people wanted to reach out to you and connect with you, Mike, is that okay? Are you happy? For yeah, yeah. How can they, how can they find you? What's the best place to find you? Uh, just look me up on Facebook, Mike Odo, O-D-D-O. Not to be confused with the magician guy. There's a Mike Odo magician, hilariously. Yeah. That's not and, you then, no. Uh, I mean, and I am Facebook friends with him because I saw him. I was like, oh, I got to be friends with this guy. <laughs> so. so if you join, uh, connect with somebody and starts doing magic tricks, you know it's the wrong Mike. <laughs> That's right. I'm not that talented. You know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk to you again. You've been amazing, Mike. Thank you so much for joining Thank us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate awesome. you. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah.